Ready. Ready? Three, two, one. Ah, Lannis, cryptozoologist. Unbound potential. Foil. Sea drink. Well, that's the worst. So you drink. You got a foil. You drink. I got a rare. I drink. Hey, cheers. Remember, folks, we tell our wives that we're doing responsible things. Yep. And making a podcast. Not playing drinking games. <laughs> <sighs> this sounds like it's on a Saturday evening. Ready? Three, Next. two, one. Ah, land. Fuck. Marble. Foil. Go- Smell fear. Marble g- argoyle. Retro frame. Well, I drink. I got a land. I drink because I got a foil. And I, Is that a crappy card? Uh, well, I'd say it's the crappiest out of the three. That's. Please. <laughs> hey, there we go. Everybody wins when they play open drinky. Welcome to This Week in MTG with your host, Matt Olson, Danny Oakstead, and Big G. Hello and welcome, Magic Folk, to episode 131 of This Week in MTG, your aggregate news source for all things Magic the Gathering. We're your hosts. I'm Matt. There's Danny. What's up? Guy that doesn't like to listen a lot. Shut up, Matt. And then we have, surprisingly, the big winning loser, Big G. Woohoo! What's up? So, uh, to to those that are listening to the edited version, before we started this episode, Big G decided to be super generous and bring some Modern Horizons 2 packs for us to open up. Just wanted to open them up, and I'm like, hold on a second. What if we do open flippy.drinky? And we played it. It was a great decision. Very much a great decision. Both, uh... Who's buying packs next week? I'll buy packs. If, is this going to be a common thing now? We just start the episodes off with open flippy dot drinkies? I feel, well. I feel like Ryan and Commander Cookout would be happy and pleased with this. We'd have to get them on more frequently then. We'd have to. Uh, little, a little teaser there is what uh, those in the business, the industry, would call that. And we'll cover that here in a second. But oh boy. we got some business that we got to take care of here for the episode for all y'all listening to us. Greatly appreciated that you made it here. So big thank yous. And next in, next in the uh, the business, the the information that we have, well, fucking just like spaced out there for some. <laughs> Maybe we shouldn't do this every episode. No, no, I was just distracted. It's not the same thing. Not the same thing. So thank you all for listening. It's greatly appreciated. Uh, the fact that you guys taking that you. Ta- the fact that you guys are taking time out of your busy schedule to listen to us is amazing. Shit, maybe this is a bad idea. Let's <laughs> maybe it is. God. <laughs> Matt has two beers and he loses the ability to talk. Clearly. No, that is not the fucking <laughs> case. Maybe it's the case. We'll see as the episode goes on. He says as he drinks his fifth beer already. Oh boy. Yeah, I I, I pre-gamed a little bit as I was typing up some some show notes there. Are you gonna give the folks their teaser or not? Yes, we'll get to the teaser right now. Yeah, because someone in Discord's asking. So let's give a big, huge thank you to our amazing patrons who help support this content by supporting us on Patreon. It's really cool that you all decide to do that. You all badass motherfuckers for that. And we want to give a big thank you to Wade, Chapman, D. Moose, Amu the Fox, Colin, Noah, Slade, Third String Chapman, Nikki, No Modifier, Steve, Jacob, Christian, and Matty K. All of you guys, truly, 
big thank yous for everything that you guys do. And uh, if you guys, anybody out there listening wants to support us on Patreon, go ahead, check us out. We have a couple tiers right now, a $3 tier and a $10 tier. You get put in for a monthly drawing for booster packs at the $3 tier. And at the $10 tier, you get put in for uh, a drawing for a card, a commander card that's valued between like $15 and $20. And we are starting a secret live stream of where we do the drawings for the Patreon members. So join the Patreon, find the dates, find the links for all that to get parts in there and stuff. Ooh, secret. Yeah. And uh, also being a patron, you can vote what card gets drawn for the $10 to $15 price range card. Uh, there's a couple cards that we have, and I think one is winning. Uh, March of Otherworldly Lights Extended Art. Nice. Did you pick it up before it's maybe started escalating a little further again? Uh, no, I haven't got it yet. Okay, if anything, I think I got one of my collection. I was about to say, we'll just get it real quick. Okay. Um, now we did that. Oh, we have playmats. If you want to support us and not be a patron, you can also check out some playmats. Hit us up. We have our cool playmats with our banner on them. 20 bucks. You hit us up on any social media and discord, Twitter, Facebook, be like, yo, want a playmat and we'll sell it to you and we'll ship them anywhere. We ship them to, we ship them to California. We ship them to Germany. We want people to have these playmats. So if that interests you, go check that out. But if you don't want to talk to us to get some playmats, you can also check out our amazing sponsor, JDubs Sports Cards and Gaming, who also sells our playmats for $20 at their shop. Speaking of JDubs Sports Cards and Gaming, let's hear an ad from them now. JDubs Sports Cards and Gaming, located in West Acres Mall in Fargo, is your one-stop shop for all your Magic the Gathering needs. In the store, you will find a huge selection of sleeves, playmats, and dice for you to personalize your battlefield with. Along with having a large variety of singles in their display cases, there are also binders and boxes for you to browse through. That much selection means that you will always find something you are looking for. JDubs is also the place to gather to play a wide array of formats with friends in the community. There is Commander League on Thursday nights, Modern League on Saturday afternoons, and Legacy Leagues on Sunday afternoons. And who can forget Friday Night Magic every Friday evening. JDubs has it all, Amonkhet to Zendikar and ways to sleeve, shuffle, and spell sling. Now let's get back to the episode. Thank you, JDubs, for sponsoring us. Now, before we jump into the breakdown, we have some news. I posted up that giveaway that I talked about last week. What's giveaway? The giveaway from Ultima Gaming. Oh, yeah. Dave over at Ultima Gaming in Detroit Lakes gave us a Kamigawa Neon Dynasty pre-release pack to give away to one lucky winner. Okay, I was making sure they could see it. There we go. Look at uh, Big G, our uh, prices right model and stuff. Excuse me, sir. My name is Vanna White. That's the wrong show. Hold on. Hold on. Wheel of Fortune. Yeah, Vanna I know, White. I know who Vanna White is. Vanna White doesn't look, point at products, though. She points at a board. She yeah. doesn't technically point at a board either. She, she presses the. Well, I don't even know if her pressing the she, board does anything. It does. Does it actually? Or yeah. is it just a guy backstage as soon as he sees her hand go up? No, because. Like I remember, <laughs> I remember growing up, Regis tried to push those like, screens, and he couldn't do it because he's too. She's short. like, no, it's like you can, <laughs> you can reach one. It's like you have to push in a certain spot. I call bullshit. It's a guy back. Who knows? It's it a probably guy back is, but switches. Hold on, let's not throw too much shade. I'm pretty sure Vanna White and Regis both have like assassins that could take us out. They have the money. 
So anyways, back, we have a Neon Dynasty giveaway. We have links. You enter in, you follow us on all these platforms, and then you go follow Dave at Ultimate Gaming on uh, on their sites as well. You get entered for draw, uh, enter to win, and we're officially drawing on the 13th. Hell yeah. On the episode, so jump in live. So confident that. with that date. Yes, I am very confident with that date. The 13th is a Wednesday. 13th is not a Wednesday. Of April? Four, what's for a lot? It's Wednesday. I'm looking at my calendar it, right now. Then it's 11th. <laughs> We're drawing on the 11th. <laughs> so confident. <laughs> Just utmost confidence. We're drawing it live on a day we don't record <laughs> after the re- edited episode's out. I just want you guys to come over. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. So, click the link. Enter in for that. It's super cool. We want to give this pack away. And a big shout out again to Dave at Ultimate Gaming for giving us this pack, this Neon Dynasty pack. And uh, to whoever who the lucky winner is, when you win it and you open it up, I would love to see the picks. I want to see those pulls, those fresh, juicy pulls. Oh, yeah. Okay, so now let's jump into the breakdown. Let's get into the, the episode here. So, Wait, did, did you tease the other thing for the folks? Oh, I was supposed to tease the other you thing. You were supposed yes. to yeah, tease the other thing. Yeah, we got talking about Wheel of Fortune. I'm sorry there. Okay, tease the other thing. The other thing is we have a bonus episode coming out this week. You know how we were talking about Open Flippy Drinky a little earlier? The creators of Open Flippy Drinky are the Commander Cookout Bros in Canada. They made the game. We got a chance to talk with Ryan of the CCO podcast. And that episode will be coming out later this week. So I finally got to listen to some of their podcast episodes and I definitely enjoy it. So. Dude, they're like probably, yeah, they are my favorite commander podcast. I'll have to start listening tomorrow. They're fucking hilarious. <clears throat> they talk good decks and it really like helps you open your mind to brewing and stuff. Hell yeah, it does. Hell, think- even Saturday during the interview opened my mind to brewing a little bit more. So... Yeah, so uh, keep your feeds and notifications turned on so that way when that episode goes live, you can hear it. Okay, now now we go to the breakdown for y'all. So we're going to go over to the Boggle Desk where Big G is going to give us some salt report and talk about some upcoming uh, some events that happened, which was SCG Con Indianapolis and some upcoming events, the, the local ones going on and the Discord ones. From there, Danny is going to take us away with his sultry voice talking about the Mark Rosewater teasers for Streets of New Capanna. That article just dropped today, so we're going to talk about that. After there, we're going to jump into the news and talk more Streets of New Capanna hints that came out, along with some uh, Game Night fan auditions, Boulder's Gate information, and then we're going to talk about recycling and stocks. From there, jump into the Conjured Currency section where we talk about magic price trends. And from there, Depending on how much time we got left, move into a thoughtcast. I think we can fly through this and we'll get a thoughtcast. Is it is thoughtcast it, from last week? Do you do you really going? think we're gonna do that? Yes, we are. All right, moving on to the salt report. We're gonna do it. Matt's getting off such an engine. Anyway, like five shut up. Five items. You're starting this. Shut up. <laughs> Just saying. All right. So as I put in the show notes for the salt report, Bueller, Bueller. In other words, I was sick, so I don't have a salt report. Uh, either of you guys got a salt report? Nah, my, my only salt report was like from two weeks ago, but it wasn't a salt report. It was like a sugar report because I clapped two games of Commander on Thursday night. I played my Varina deck and there you go. won on like turn six going with uh, no one sacking zombies and with Urborg, Cabal Coffers making enough mana to 
have a grave crawler with necro duality make enough triggers to drain life with uh wayfinder servants when zombies enter opponents lose lives and stuff so mm, just go. enough to do that and then it's like i took out the other two opponents by straight up attacking with zombies so it was really Fuck cool yeah it's able to split that up way to go dog and then i, I won turn five with uh my bruvec mill deck nice all right well seeing as there is no actual assault report no we're gonna go ahead and move on to some results from SCG Con Indianapolis. This is for the modern 5K event. So I'm going to do the meta breakdown, the top four decks, the top four cards, with maybe a little bit of a comparison to a fifth special card, uh, because we've talked about it previously on the episode, some top creatures and top spells. So first off, the meta breakdown. Uh, coming in the first, as far as total decks and percentage of the meta, is a Merktide Regent deck had 26 total decks and this covered 9.09% of the meta burn decks and this is just burn of any kind so it could be mono red it could be a dual color burn 22 total decks covering about 7.8 or 7.7% of the meta other this is no specific type of one that isn't a already established meta deck this is 19 decks so 19 different assorted decks came out at 6.6% of the meta. Death Shadows decks had 17 total decks covering 5.9% of the meta. And one that I just kind of wanted to note because we had talked about it with the Luris ban and everything, Jund only had 8 decks covering 2.8% of the meta. So, there we go. I I, I got some uh, news to decide to break up your, your, your statements. But, CCL Ryan tweeted us back world record is four cards at the same time in a row we got a fucking challenge here then a waterfall french someone who who else on the card five i don't think we're going to be able to beat him with that because like the the amount of open flippy dot drinky he said that they did at vegas like there's no way we can i do not accept defeat challenge accepted okay we must prove to our neighbors from the north that we too can drink I'm in on this. All right. Anyway, back into it. So the top four decks coming in at first place was a living and four-colored deck. And then we've got Azurius Control, which had a splash of red in it for Fire and Ice in the main board and then a few pieces in the sideboard. Golgari Yogmoth with a splash of white and red for the sideboard. And then another living and four-colored deck. The top cards overall, so these are any cards within the deck itself other than basic lands. Lightning Bolt came in with 324 copies, covering 33% of the decks. Best instant card out there. Comparing it to Unholy Heat, which we had talked about a couple of weeks ago with the Luris ban and everything, only had 201 copies, covering 19% of the decks. And then Regavan coming in with 277 copies, covering 25% of the decks. Counterspell covering 265 copies. So 265 copies, 24% of the decks. And Expressive Iteration having 230 copies with 20% of the decks. Now, Danny, hmm. what do you think the top creature was? I'm looking at it, Dragvan. Darn it, you're actually looking at the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> Thought I was going to get them two times in a row with that. No, last, time, last time I was watching Twitch. Making uh, sure, sure, top. sure you were. <laughs> All right, anyway, top creature was Ragavan again. 277 copies, 25% of the deck. Dragon's Rage Channeler, 205 with 18% of the decks. 
Solitude had 183 copies, 17% of the decks, and Endurance, 165 copies, covering 24% of the decks. Now the top spell is Lightning Bolt, again, 324 copies, 33% of the decks. Counterspell, again, 265 copies, 24% of the decks. Expressive Iteration, again, 230 copies covering 20% of the decks and Mishra's Bobble having 209 copies covering 19% of the decks. So it looks like Bobble is going to be sticking around for a little while at least. It it had some viable play before Luris, but I think it kind of ticked up with that coming oh. out and I think people are finding ways to keep it around. So when, when it adds to Delirium, it gets you a card. Like it's still a good card and people do like and play it, patterns with like fetch bobble and stuff like that like and that's it can give you a little bit of insight too so yeah so so it's 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 it makes sense that it's still there surprising in the numbers not having lures but you know maybe some people are holding on to the bobble being bobble even without yeah. lures but the fact that four color living end is what did really well in the top it, four there and at first and fourth place exactly so and that has the Sky Turtle from yep. Kamigawa that's shown up in like two or three copies per, and that bounces uh, bounces a non-land permanence, and yep. it can return a card from your graveyard, and it has Ward Three, so it's like you just cycle, you just channel it away, and then return it back with Living End, and then in the the land section they have Odawara uh, Skyship or whatever the one the blue land is to to be bouncing things, and they have Besaju because yep. you know green and shit. So, but yeah fact that you got living in just like coming up out of the coming up out of the word works a little stronger uh with lures out of the way no hammers no hammers hammers were in there um but it was a smaller i think it was between between the death shadow and the jund it was just the fact that we had talked about lures or jund with the lures band the most kind of having a shake things up i wanted to know what that one too so yeah and jund is very excited because they're they're going back to their liliana and uh their sexy pyromancer ways right i so little side tangent before we get into the upcoming events we got coming so i've got all my decks minus three in moxfield now okay um one is my um grixis discard one that i've been working on that might switch to a rakdos um my fist of suns deck that i'm just gonna tear apart and then my jun deck because i still have it as the zoomer jun build and i haven't changed it back yet so once i have it changed back that deck will be in there so there we go all right but some upcoming events so we've been talking about these you know almost every week now and we probably will until they're done and hopefully we can get maybe a little bit of an invite to kind of catch up and see what's going on as far as um, the end result of this. But one of our local game stores, Paradox Comics and Cards, is hosting another one of their crazy eight events. This time on April 2nd, starting at 12, we've got a Modern Horizons 2 two-headed giant competition at Paradox. So this one, it'll be $79.99 per team. So for those of you not paying attention at home, $40 $40 a person. It is sealed. It's a lie. I'm rounding up. Okay. All right. Thank you, Danny. Just, just it is sealed honest. Swiss rounds that will cut to tops again, just like we've talked about all the time. Depending on the numbers will depend on if it cuts to top. Well, I suppose. No, no, it still probably would be top four or top eight. 
But here we go. Prizes. First place, two Crazy 8 play mats because there's two people on the team. And therefore, both of those people would get a spot at the final table. And then the additional prizes are standard set boosters, player's choice, awarded based off of how you finish at the Swiss rounds based on eight teams, so 16 players total. 4-0 gets you 12 packs, 3-1 gets you 8, 2-2 gets you 4 packs for your team, and all other records, you get 2 packs for your team. So as much as I would love to be going to this one and pairing up with somebody and get going, family's going to the circus, so I guess Big G... We'll have to find something else to do as far as a crazy eight tournament. But yeah, here we go. And um, just as a, we don't get too much information about it on the Facebook page, but they had their modern event this last weekend and that got finished up and sounds like they had a decent turnout for that one. So good for Paradox. And it sounds like the top, top eight were a lot of fun for those guys. So I can't remember what deck won it, but if I'm not mistaken, was it a, it was, was it a Merfolk? Was it? No, it was mono green Tron versus. And I think Merfolk. Let me. We're doing a live look up here, folks. Live look up. Well, they are. I'm sitting looking intently because I guarantee you, I am not as fast as looking up shit as probably what both these guys are. I just do. I just do me. All right. It was a Merktide Temple versus a mono green Tron. There we go. And it was the uh, Merktide that won. It was the Merktide that won. So. There you go. Merktide decks. They won 2-1. Two, 2-1. One. Two, one. Merktide, man. That's another deck that's been uh, ticking up in numbers. Like, clearly right. it was uh, almost 10% of the meta for uh, SCG Indie. Yep. And without Lurs, it's like these these Merktide decks just kind of like opened up. They're like, okay, we're not, we're not getting held back by wanting this three-drop cat that restricts us from casting big permanents like Merktide. All right. Well... Let's get into our next upcoming event. And this one is specifically for our This Week in MTG Discord members. We talked about it last week, but we're going to make sure we get all the info out because you still have a little bit of time to sign up for this. It is the No Modifier Brawl League. You know, in, in, in post-edit, can you make like it more echo, echo bigger sounding? I believe in you. Anyway, that's that's a that's a tall out. That's a tall order for this guy. All right, so join our Discord for all of the information on the Brawl League, as far as you know what prize, what uh, what you need to do to sign up. Yada yada yada. You can see live pictures of some of our prizes and everything. But I do get to cover some of the details for you here. Make sure to. Sorry, I had to belch. Uh, There's a long delay there. That's funny. And now I got to leave it in because I'm making this comment like. Not cut out that space, so that way everybody can hear that. Fine. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Um, so make sure to, look, when you get there, look at our League Brawl 2022 uh, channel. Look at the pin messages for all the important messages, like the tiny URL to get signed up. And a reason we're doing a tiny URL instead of giving a companion code is because companion at this point does not have a round robin setup. So we're kicking it old school. All right, and then the win. Legal start up on April 15th, and you have until May 8th to complete all of your matches. So just make sure you're getting in there and you are getting your matches in in a timely fashion. Where? Well, it's on Arena, you silly. And it you can be wherever you're at. So if you're like Danny, wanting to be home and not with us chuckleheads, 
You can do it from the convenience of your own home. You could probably even be on the shitter while you're playing. Entry fee. Free fitty. It is a completely free event. All you have to do is be a member of our Discord. Click on that tiny URL. Sign your name up. Make sure to get your code in there as far as for your arena so that way we can be looking you up and sending the friend request to do direct matches speaking of that format this is a friendly brawl event so we are setting it at the 60 card minimum for decks but you can go up to all the way to 100 cards for your brawl deck now the piece that you're all waiting for the prizes the first best record you get your pick of one of three commander precon decks Second place, you get the pick of the remaining two. Third place, well, you know what? You get what's left. If you beat Matt at all in the Brawl League, and I'll have to clarify this with no modifier, if every person that beats you gets this, or if it's so, just a one drawing. So it's one drawing. Perfect. Everyone who's who beats Matt is put into the drawing. Oh, and I, know, I misunderstood. And if, that's why I was going to clarify that, with that's, him. That's yeah. how he clarified it. Okay. I, I'll, so, I'll, I'll fucking come in on, on that and be like, anybody who beats me, I will go out and buy the extra packs. We'll make it work. Well, hold on there. Hold on. Okay, so oh anyone boy. who beats Matt gets a 35-card blue theme booster pack, and then we have... puts They they get to put in a drawing for one. Just hold your horses. Hold your horses Speaking because sure. you're assuming that everyone's going to beat Matt, and you're going to assume that Matt's not going to go out and buy people blue theme packs to spread the, the I... word... Of his lord and savior, Blue Magic. Sure. Anyway, yes, you get put in a drawing as of right now for sure for at least one booster pack. Yes. Maybe some additionals will be bought by Matt himself. We do have some secret prizes that will be doled out. And then ties at the end of this will result in a random drawing on the wheel of winning, we'll call it. Because we can't do Wheel of Fortune. You do wheel of names though. Oh, that's what we do it off. <laughs> All right, sorry. Here we go. Um, strike that first part out. Wheel of names. You know I can't strike that first part out. Now. I know you're not going to. And you can only claim one prize. So no slapping Matt's cheeks and having the best record. You only get the best record prize because it is the higher value one. And wait, I hear you. I hear you but across so the waves. I hear you listening to the edited version of this. Well. Big G, what the heck? What if the four of you win? What if you, Matt, Danny, and no modifier win and you take all the prizes? Don't worry. We can't win the prizes. We are not eligible to win. We're just there to play. Yeah, we're kind of like headhunters. Yep, we're going to get you. We're here to help you slap Matt's ass. We're going to get you. All right, so that is all the information there that we are going to give you because we do want you to join our Discord so that way you can become a part of the This Week in MTG community and join us and talk shenanigans. We share memes. We talk brawl. We talk commander things. We honestly just generally shit talk each other, a few people every now and then. And we have a good time doing it. But you know what? I'm all done with the event results. <laughs> Danny, over to you with the blog attack. Uh, before blog attack, just God a little insight. Matt's playing a blue black deck, just so you guys know. God damn it. <clears throat> I just put it in the Twitch what deck. I, I'm not divulging that information. <laughs> Too yeah, bad. Too bad. All right. Get to, get <sighs> Matt's playing a blue-black. Would have never expected it. Anyway. But anyway, uh, this week's blog talk is the Mark Rosenwater's teaser of the new set, New Capetta. So before the few previews of Streets of the New Capetta officially begin, I thought it would be fun to do another 
of my duelist style teasers where I give a tiny hint of things to come. Note that I only I'm only giving you partial information. So to start up, first up, here are some of the things you can expect. Uh, five mana costs using existing mana spell symbols that we've never used before. A spell that costs 13 black black. A mechanic we've tried to get in numerous sets finally finds a home. Uh, we have a creature type theme for a draft archetype that's never been used before. A red creature that can make token copies of creatures you control. A card that adds white, white, blue, blue, black, black, red, red, green, green. Ramos! Double Wooberg! A mechanic which first premiered in a standard legal set in the 2000s sees a return to standard. A card that that makes cat and dog tokens. A draft theme carrying about a threshold in the graveyard we haven't cared about before. Multiple white cards. Threshold. Just straight up threshold. Sorry. Fucking grace, man. (laughs) Interrupting shit is my responsibility, not yours. Duly noted. Uh, so we have multiple white cards capable of drawing a card each turn with stipulations. To, to like those every that, other white card out there. To those that want white card fan service. Next, here are some rule text that will be showing up on cards. First up, we have, then if you control 10 or more creatures, you may play the exiled card without paying its mana cost. Sounds like a white ability. Sounds like a great card for a token deck. Yep. A uh, copy target spell you control that wasn't cast. Ooh. Copying a copy and then doubling it with creatures. Hey, double activated abilities or whatever. Um, then we have, as an additional cost to cast a spell, sacrifice a card, discard a card, or pay for life. Clearly, that's a demon card. Something like demon. Sounds, sounds right. Like black demon. or blue. Um, if exactly three colors of mana were spent to activate this ability... Ooh, is comma. that is that like um, oh yeah, comma's a good point. Comma's a good point. Uh, what what was that Throne of Eldra one? Abundance, not abundance. Adamant, no, not adamant. Started with an A. But the more mana you use to cast, it it would give you an effect if you cast. God, is it adamant? I have no idea. I'm drawing a blank here right now, man. Continue. Thank you. Uh, create a one-one blue fish creature token. Blub, blub. When you cast a spell, copy it. I'm in on that. We, Cast a spell, you get a copy of the exact same spell. It's going to be something stupid where it's like six mana for like a lightning bolt. And you get two lightning bolts for six mana. Christian says you were right. It was adamant. Ah, there we go. Next up, we have white, blue, black, green, tap, sacrifice card name. Whoa. A five color second thing. Do we got like a five color demon? Sounds like a five color commander. Uh, where X is the number of permanents you've sacrificed this turn. Ooh, dude, I am excited to see what this is going to be. Because if it's anything in, like, Esper colors, which it might be, my Varina deck would love that. I do a lot of sack in, the, in there. Who's going to take his deck and just burn it? Yeah, not me. Let him have his fun. Thank you. <laughs> Count the colors of the sacrificed creature. Then we have, you may cast any number of copies without paying their mana cost. I imagine there that with all these like copying stuff, like there's gonna be, I don't know, like the 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 maestros, they're blue red. They gotta have like a lot of like magecraft interaction and stuff. Like that's why it's like copying, casting the copies. Like it's it's meant to well, pair with our, with magecraft from Strixhaven, right? So we've had one maestro, 
spoiled. Yeah, we have. We have. I'm pretty sure not all of them are going to be blue-red. Well, I'm thinking, like, what's going to, like, They're... trigger Magecraft the most? I mean, I guess anything could trigger Magecraft, but if you're talking about, like, casting and copying, like, those are typically blue-red. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, you could go, like, blue-black, I guess, then, as well. Red-green. So, Red-green, like, red, yeah. So you got... Red-white. Jun and Naya both copy. Okay, so like all of them have the ability. I'm sure like, they all they're all gonna have some sort of copy spell, and it'll all pair with Magecraft. Yep, that was it for uh, I guess what were, what group was that? Oh, that was just the rules the t- text. Yep, there we go. Finally, we're up to the creature type lines in the set. First up, we have creature Devil Warrior. Then we have creature Raccoon Rogue. Raccoon! Raccoon. Then we have Bird Assassin. Nature's Ninja. Not the Bird Ninja, but the... Big G's favorite, Plant Dinosaur. I'm just the most intrigued by this one. I don't know why. I just am. Artifact Creature, Treasure, Dog. Sacrifice a dog, get a mana. This hurts me. Uh, Artifact Creature, Angel Warrior. That's an artifact creature. It's an artifact Angel Warrior. Yes, sir. That's interesting. Legendary creatures. Sphinx Demon. That's pretty deep. That's There's pretty deep. one of the mob boss. Then we have legendary creature Cat Citizen. Christian's Another that one. mob boss. They're bringing a Robbo back. Robbo's not a citizen. Like, if they're doing anything cat-wise, it's just going to be like the, the Cat Citizen is going to be selling cabbages. Where are my avatar friends at? <laughs> my cabbages! <laughs> oh, my God. Legendary creature, Cephalid Advisor. Dude, Cephalids. I can't remember. When was the last time we had Cephalids in a set? Was it like OG Magic? Ah, Maybe there are some like Cephalids in like Commander decks and stuff, but I can't imagine we've had a Cephalid in like recent times. It's been a long time. We got Danny looking it up right now, being the uh, computer whiz that he is. I don't know about that. But he has it. You need to learn. You want to know how to spell it? No, I I got it. Oh, okay. I was gonna say I'll help you spell it if that's the case. So looks like it's Ultimate Master, Iconic Masters, um, Judgment. We have Odyssey. Looks like twenty or two thousand two was the last time we got one in a non reprint set. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So they're they're old. That's um, pretty cool. Then the last legendary creature we have, which most people could have guessed just from the few pictures that have come up, is Vampire Demon Noble. That's the uh, Grixis one. Uh, Red, Xander. blue, black. Xander. That, I think that's the, the, the guy's name, the, the lead demon vampire's name, Xander. Uh, so with all that stated, uh, check out the Streets of New Capenna debut, debut on Jan- April 7th at 9 a.m. Pacific time on Twitch and YouTube. So, yay. Sick. Always. So, let's keep the streets of New Capenna news hints going. Continuing with hints, Gavin Verhey over on Good Morning Magic, the YouTube channel, posted a video where he gave 10 hints for the five commander decks. All the Mark Rosewater ones are the, the cards coming out in the actual set. These ones are for the commander decks. So, the hints pertain to brand new cards that only appear in the decks or one of the slots in the set and collector booster commander cards uh so let's jump into them number one 
There's a permanent with an activated ability you can only use if a creature fought this turn. Number two, there's a card that has the clue subtype. There's the first ever legendary creature of a creature type that people have been asking to make for years. First thing that popped in my mind. I know it's not true, but I thought Brushwag for some odd reason. <laughs> There's a card that mechanically fits into a weird cycle of cards from Invasion. Number five. There's a new twist on a cycle with, uh, which originally appeared in a previous Commander product. Number six. There's a non-creature card which has three instances of three, the word, and three instances of three, the number, printed on it. There's a card which begins, at the beginning of your upkeep, each opponent chooses money, friends, or secrets. There's a legendary creature which cares about three different creature types that have never been batched together. Until now. There's a sorcery with only eight words on the rules text. And number ten, there are tons of returning one of mechanics, including one I never thought we'd see again. So Gavin also gave us five card names of new cards. Nothing else to go with them just the names. And so those card names are Into Deep, Jailbreak, Dodgy Jalopy, Misfortune Teller, and Life of the Party. And there you have it. Those are all the hints that Gavin Verhey gave to us. Now, the other news to go along with the release of Streets of New Capenna. So today, if you're listening to the live stream, which you should because it's super fun, we do, I guess, we're going to start doing open flippy dad drinkies at the beginning of the episodes. Yeah, instead of our countdown. There we go. Something for the... For the kids at home to watch. I mean, the adults at home to watch. <laughs> or uh, Monday, May 28th, when you've listened to when you're listening to this after the edited version comes out, Watsi are beginning to drop the story articles on the mothership that goes along with Streets of New Capenna. And these are there will be two stories port there will be two stories per day from Monday to Wednesday this week, which then will lead up to a huge story event over on the Command Zone Podcast's YouTube channel on Thursday, March 31st, with no other information that was given out about that. And as of right now, the stories that are out, I guess, uh, if you want, if you don't want spoilers, if you haven't read yet, skip ahead like 10 seconds, 20 seconds, because uh, all I'm going to say is apparently Urbrask is in Streets of New Capenna. Well, did you see, uh, apparently, um, Vivian's in it, too? Yep, Vivian, and Tezzeret was also mentioned in the story. Uh, and Danny... so was Elspeth. Oh, was Elspeth? Okay. So, but yeah. She but no, she, she's, she's No, back. she's back. And she's, uh, has she, something I to do. I thought she died in War of the Spark. No, she died no. in Theros. And then she came she, back, because um, Heliod killed her, yep. Yep. came back, and that's why we had Theros beyond death, because she came back from death yep. and stuff, and now she's going to uh stop some Frexians. Because, because it was in the stuff that for the for the charm card that was posted today and it said something along the lines of Elspeth thought it was a um a city of angels and demons, but now all the angels are gone. Yep. Yep. So so uh go check out the stories. Links down below for that. Uh and continuing on, on April seventh at nine AM Pacific time over on twitch.tv slash magic there will be the streets of New Capenna is where the Streets of New Capenna season will kick off. They'll have previews. They'll have more information and stuff going on from that. So mark your calendars. The final bit of information that Gavin gave from his video was that there will be a Streets of New Capenna soundtrack. Hey, we got Gemstone Wall Jackson, who just subscribed to us. Dope. Thanks, man. Fucking right on. Welcome, welcome. You are now part of the This Week in MTG fam. Uh, 
So uh, the final bit of information from Gavin in the video was that there will be a, an official Streets of New Capenna soundtrack. They're doing it again, like what they did with Kamigawa Neon Dynasty. So all the songs are going to be done by Jonathan Young. Uh, one of the songs was played in the background of the Good Morning Magic video, and it has a very speakeasy feel to it. There's like the the, the piano, and it's just like you just like imagine I'm, the snap. I'm going to be really excited about this one. I truly am. Dude, the the the... Kamigawa one was so that good. That was I've really jammed, good too. I've jammed that so much, and I and I love it. They did a great job with that. Jonathan Young, great musician. Uh, I don't know, Jason. If you, uh, I'll be talking to you afterwards, but you should totally try and get Jonathan on for your uh, Metal the Gathering interviews. Oh yeah, that'd be awesome. So that's all that we have for Streets of New Capenna at the moment. So let's move on to the next bit of news. Hey, wait, you were talking about Command Zone. Hey, I got some stuff about Command Zone. Last week, they announced that they are going to be doing their auditions for the fans to be on an episode of Game Nights again. And all of you, all you have to do is create a video where you tell a story about the game of Commander in which you came back from the brink and you have interaction not to go through or wait, what? You have an interaction not not go the way you want it to go or just anything about Commander. Sorry, I read a little bit too fast on the notes. My bad. It's all good. All right. So here are some of the rules for this. Patreons. So you have to be a Patreon member of Command Zone. You have to be 18 years or older and are the only ones allowed to enter. And the video mustn't be any longer than three minutes in length and not edited. So video and audio quality doesn't matter as long as you can see and understand what is being said. Videos must be received by 11 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on April 29th, 2022. And the winner will be announced in a future episode with the recording date being roughly planned for some time in quarter four of 2022. We will link the website for those interested in the full list of terms and conditions for the auditions. If you enter, let us know. So I know last year I got to come on and be the one being like, yo, I entered. Uh, so yeah, you better bet your sweet ass. I'm going to be entering again. You just answered my question because I figured that you totally would. Yeah. So. And they, so they announced this. So they finally just posted the, the one that I had interviewed for. They posted that episode where they had two fans come on and that was a really yep. fun episode to watch. It's really cool. Um, so if you haven't, you know, this is a shameless non-sponsored plug. Go check out that episode. It's really cool to see when they get to play with some fans of the game. Yeah, that one came out last week, right? Yeah, yeah I yep. haven't had a chance to watch. I, I haven't watched that one yet. So no, it's it's really good. You'll enjoy it. They di- it. There's a brief moment where it seems like it's going to be fans versus hosts. Oh, and like they tense. They sit in their shit talking to each other <laughs> because they do. They sit uh, Jimmy, Jimmy and uh, Josh Josh Lee Kwai on one side, and then the fans on the other. Oh, so okay. it even kind of gives like from the get go. You're like, oh my god, is it going to be like a it's just going to end up being fans versus hosts and like it does, but then it kind of fluctuates a little bit to everyone focuses on one guy and it's a fun episode. I'll be watching it for this week for sure. But yes, I will be, I will be doing that. I have a few more. I know last time I got to go, Hey, I have a deck named after my daughter. I'm still probably going to go, Hey guys, um, uh, last year when I submitted, I talked about my daughter and how her name's Liliana and, built a deck after it's still a really awesome deck but let me tell you about this one just to kind of be that oh hey we remember this guy hey shake your head all you want but when you when we get to announce hey what's up big g's going to hang out with the guys of game nights and that's, command zone that's fine that's w- fine the real question is 
I would they let you use your own playmats, or would they have to be official Ultra Pro ones? I think it would have to be official Ultra Pro. But Shucks. I know I would wear lo- the shirt. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Um, we'll get a hat made by then, <laughs> dude. How cool would it be to get like a dope ass flat brim trucker hat? I don't, I've, I don't I've, wear flat brims though. I I curl my brims. What's wrong with you? I'm not that young. I'm wearing a beanie, but <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, per, the point of the brim is to keep light out from yeah, most and just directions. like I mean, a flat brim is good enough. Like you the, have the curl, it's the, like the flat brim's I actually d- better okay. than the, the curl. I don't, the people that I get the curl to hold a beer I can don't in there, curl it like this. I curl it enough to come down a little bit to catch my peripherals too. So, so what do you just wear fucking blinds at that point? So with you curl it all the way fucking down. What I'm saying is I don't curl it so it's a fucking unicorn horn. I'd hope not. You he's got too many he's not a 13-year-old who just breaks his brim. No, I, but I curl it enough to get a decent curl in it, but it's not super... Hey, hey, hey. Have you ever thought of sunglasses? Hey, jackass. <laughs> notice how I wear prescription glasses? I have prescription sunglasses. And I haven't went to get prescription sunglasses. Use Zenny. Okay. How would you fucking like get use, those over the glasses sunglasses use, then? Use Zenny. He's You're not old. fucking 80 years old. I was old. about to say, he's old enough for it. I don't think anybody would be fucking looking at him differently. <laughs> you can go fuck yourself, sir. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> next, uh, let's go over to the weekly MTG live stream that happened last Thursday about Commander Legends Battle of Baldur's Gate. Blake showed off some of the product images assets. Uh, there will be 15 set boosters, or 15 card set boosters, 20 card draft boosters, and 15 card collector boosters, a bundle of 8 set boosters with the spin down die, and an alt art version of Wand of Wanderer. Uh, we'll talk about that in a minute. Finally, there will be 4 commander decks that will be featuring the collector, collector booster sample pack. Just like the last Commander Legend set, this is meant to be drafted. We'll be drafting two cards per pack when participating in a draft. There will be uh, there will be also some Alchemy Horizons Boulder Gate products being released on Arena sometime in July. More information of about that will be announced at a later point in time. Uh, some things that have been announced now are key dates. Debut and previews begin May 16th. The full card image gallery will be live May 23rd. With the Commander Deck card image gallery getting fully posted May 26th. Pre-release and sales begin June 3rd with the official release being June 10th. Followed by launch parties going on the weekend the 10th through the 12th. Huh. Okay. What kind of magic set announcement would it be without some cards getting without some cards getting shown? What fucking article do I read from? The first you, one or the second one? You click the link. link in brackets that goes why the with fuck it. you make me clink it and then hey you have to read this because i'm not typing all the fucking cards and how they're all worded when you could just read the fucking cards anyway hey why don't we calm the fuck down okay yeah man <laughs> talking to you too danny ah no suck it so am i supposed Pop. to finish off the article the, the paragraph or i'm supposed to read cards read the cards now i think it's pretty clear not really you read the card it says read the cards from the article some people's children, I tell you what. Calm down, old man. So, I could have just went to Mythic Spoil and just did all this. If you wanted to. Don't don't go down that rabbit hole. <laughs> so, we are getting the five uh, commander 
commander cards. Hold on, hold on. Or land cards. Can we can we comment on? <laughs> can we comment on? Hey, look behind you here for a second. Hey, how about this? Shut up. Words are hard. Leave me alone. <laughs> I'm gonna block you on Twitch. Don't do that. Don't do that. Hey, look behind you is a good fan. They've been here all the time. Been here for eighty four <laughs> years. <laughs> I'm gonna have a senior moment. Make you. I'm gonna tell your mom on you. First, you have to find her name in the phone book. <laughs> oh, maybe he has it in his. Uh, I'll just call the operator. His uh, his contact book. Oh, they'll get the switchboard put right through to her. Mm-hmm. You you know Lucille very uh, well, don't you, Danny? So anyway, Lucille. Anyway, I need to get to Mrs. Hey, look behind. Hey, you. Olson, can you shut up? Yes, Mr. Danny. Here's side change can- number fourteen for the night. Connecting you right now. <laughs> Wait, do you know Marge at church group? <laughs> she left her biscuits over at my place. <laughs> We've done it, folks. We've done it. We've broken Danny. <laughs> is Danny done? I think he's going to Candy Crush. I think he is. All right, so. <laughs> <laughs> he's Googling how do I kill motherfuckers right now. Oh, first you preheat the oven <laughs> 325 <laughs> degrees. You make a nice little crust, and then you put those assholes right in the center there. Make sure your crust is... I just nice want the records to be shown that it's not me that caused all these inf- like side you changes. started this shit. Shut today, the sir. fuck up. You it had, was not me. You had the senior moment that started this. <laughs> no, you started this tonight trying to get him off track when he's like, we can get to the Thoughtcast. And you're like, oh, you want to fucking bet? Holy shit, this is all a part of his plan. Danny and his bets. First he fucking jacked you off with a with a bet and now he's You maniacal son of a bitch. He's an old person. I didn't do anything. He's an old person at Bridge Club. That's what you want us to think. He scams all the ladies at Bridge Club. <gasps> okay, anyway. I go. have no comeback for any of that. I plead the fifth. Smart move. Are you done? I'm I'm done. Are you? Yes. Are you sure? Yes. Okay. Shut up. <laughs> I'm literally going to pull the cord from the wall. It's over there. <laughs> this, is just more, this is just more work for him to edit. Why are you getting pissed about it then? It's I'm not. It's, it's just like. I guarantee you this whole part is staying in now. <laughs> Lucille. <laughs> you think of Lucille when you hear that noise? You're the one that was fucking rubbing a microphone on your face like a dick. Anyway. <laughs> so like I said, we have the five dual commander, I guess, commander dual lands. We have Bonneful uh, Promade. Promenade. We, Promenade, there we go. Uh, which is going to be your green-white. We have Luxury Suite, which is your black-red. We have Mordic Morphic Pool, which is blue-black. Uh, sea of Clouds, which is your blue-white. Blue we have Spire Garden, which is red-green. And these are all dual-color. Co- uh, dual then we have Reflecting Pool, which is tap. Add one man of any any land you c- control could produce. Wow, words are hard for me tonight. Along with these five or six, we also have the Showcase Art, which is our extended art versions that 
are basically just zoom darts. That's all it is. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. It, it's exactly the same margins as zoomed, as JV would say. Ooh, the big news. Drum roll. And then if you're a fan of the Dungeons & Dragons Adventures of the Forgotten Realms cards featuring the rulebook rule art tem- uh, treatment, you're in luck as it's returning and bringing iconic creatures and spells along with it too. Which I'm kind of excited for. I was about to say, how many of these are you wanting to get? Of the one card? Uh, of both of them. Um, Quick, tell the fans what both of them are, just in so, case they haven't looked. So, first up, we have Fireball, which is X red. This will cost one more to cast for each target beyond the first. Fireball deals X damage divided evenly, rounded down among any number of targets. And then we have... The greatest red spell ever of Lightning Bolt, which I'm not really a fan of the art on the basic one. Oh, the non-showcase? The non-showcase one. I It's it's from what I've like, the little bit of red is of the person who's casting Firebolt, like where she's at and whatever. Um, but anyways, if you don't know what Firebolt is or Lightning Bolt is, it's deals three damage to any target. But... The showcase art is, it looks like Liliana, but it's not. When I first saw it, it looked like Liliana. Just, I mean, I can it, see it. But it's obviously, she's casting it, so it's not Lily. It's not Chandra. So I'm not sure who exactly it is. It's just some mage that's casting lightning. It's not but, like it's it's a character that. But it's going to be, it. it's mm-hmm. going to be a character in it. Because why would you have them casting lightning bolt if it's not a character? You just have any mage cast a lightning bolt. But when when it's spell, I think when it was spell ones within the rule book, they just had ran, they didn't have specific random. characters doing it. That's, I think I don't. I'm not the biggest D and D guy. Neither am I. But it's just weird that it's a black mage. Well, remember though, in the rules book times, it was like black and white, and I that's suppose. all it was. I suppose. But either way, I, I'd like a few of the the actual showcase lightning bolts. Yeah. They do look good. They got the 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 D and D book treatment and stuff. Like I'm excited to see what else they got going. The, honestly, the lightning bolt ones I dig a lot too, and I actually do like the the standard art version for it too. I feel that's very like you look at that and it's like, oh yeah, you you can picture that being like actual D and D compared to like all like, the other lightning bolts. And that like that's what I'm going with on like that it, one is is the fact that this is more of a D and D crossover set again. So having art that looks like it would kind of look in action in action yep and honestly the fact that it's kind of a as i did it the fact that it's kind of a come yeah like yeah it's not dragon ball z <laughs> but maybe it is. moving along lightning bolt shut up <laughs> moving along <laughs> shut up can someone pull his plug no no <laughs> and of course if it isn't doesn't it isn't a dungeons and dragons without dragons and heroes that may face off against them. So, first off, we have Ancient Brass Dragon, which is Black Black 5. Elder Dragon flying when it deals damage to a player, roll a d20. When you do, put any number of target creature cards with total mana value X or less from graveyards onto the battlefield under your control, where X is the result. It's a 7 6. That's really good. And it's an Elder Dragon. <laughs> Well, and so two yes. two things on this. One, it's the first Elder Dragon type, even though we have our Elder Dragons. Yep. 
I wonder if, the first one to have Elder Dragon. I wonder if he knows Lucille as well. Maybe he does. Anyway, Marge was telling me that this would be a great card in my Ally Commander deck because I like I thought about it when I was looking at this stuff today, mm-hmm. and it's a uh, holy shit. Maybe I keep this in as a as a resurgence card so I can get my shit back after a board wipe. Yep. After anything, you know, maybe I'm not getting everything, but maybe I'm getting the important things. Yeah, and and the thing is, you you get whatever card you want for extra less. For any graveyard too. Yeah. We can't we can't discount that fact. No, yeah, that, that's why I paused after like slowly said any grave or from yeah. Yeah. graveyards. I like, like that. And fact. I was just any. sitting here thinking selfishly on my part going to strictly just my graveyard, but there are so many decks this could go just great. Any in. five color. Yeah. Fuck any five color on down, just throw well, it in there. Anything with black, yeah, you throw it in there. Yeah. hundred percent. Matt, you, you're not allowed to put this in your zombie deck. Just let you know. <laughs> I mean, it's not a zombie, and I, I already have three non-zombies in the deck. That's so just, I feel, well, that's way too many. Zombies. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, so I can't go above that. That's almost the, saying, like, you have a hamster in your deck. Wait a minute. You're, you've are you gone too far. So, after reading <laughs> Ancient <laughs> Brass Dragon, <laughs> we forgot to sell. There's going to be three different art variations of this. He is going to have a showcase... Art, which is an alternate art, full 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 card. That's not exhumed art. It's completely different. That looks sick. And then he's gonna have the rule book art, which also is a different different look. Now that Big G has already given foresight for this. Hey, you're acting like people knew this already. <laughs> well, some people don't look at spoilers, they listen to us. You're right. But you would assume that people know exactly, if I say the word hamster, what it means. First, it could of, mean a lot of things. Exactly. And you think of a tube shoving up your ass that's going to make you come. Oh, my God. That is not what people think. Are you okay? <laughs> Too <laughs> much. Do we not know Eminem? <laughs> no, we do. Too but much I'm, dark I'm asking, web. I'm asking if you are okay, sir. Anyway, you don't just bring that up out of the blue. We, even if even if you're going after no, Eminem, we're, we're not going after Eminem. I'm not saying if going you're talking, after. You're, but if you're if you're you trying to refer to Eminem, please note this is side ten and fifteen. Are you okay? I am fine. Okay, cool. Go on. <laughs> so, anyways, we have a new planeswalker. It's Minsk and Boo, Timeless Heroes. It's going to be green, red, two. Legendary Planeswalker, Minx. He's a three loyalty when he enters. Uh, when he enters the battlefield and at the beginning of your upkeep, you may create Boo, a legendary 1-1 one, one red hamster creature token with trample and haste. His plus one ability is put three plus one plus one counters on one target creature with trample or haste. Nig 2, sacrifice a creature when you do Minsk and Boo. Timeless heroes deal X damage to any target where X is the creature's power. If the sacrifice creature ha- was a hamster, draw X cards. Mints and Boo's Timeless Hunters can be your commander. I know in Discord we've been sharing. I'm, ar- a I'm few already gonna things. I'm gonna do this for you right now. There are no other hamsters. He is the first of his kind. There are no Man. other hamsters. So put Lies. It- Lies. Masquerade Nexus. Changelings. If you would have let me fucking fucking token. If you would have let me fucking finish, I would have said other than changelings, which is what 
a lot of people were thinking about doing is just putting this into a changeling deck. Sorry, hamsters make me uh, prematurely speak. Anyway. <sighs> the, the, the meme... Was it was it you that posted in Discord or who posted in Discord with uh, this guy in classification? Somebody retweeted it. Maybe it was retwe- maybe I saw it on Facebook. You retweeted it. Was it me? I think you retweeted it on Twitter. Oh, uh, maybe. <laughs> I saw it somewhere, but yeah, yeah. a one-one hamster with twenty twenty, and then you just sack and draw twenty, dome somebody for twenty. Wonk. Ow. <laughs> Chris, Christian and I were uh, also talking about this in Discord. Ah. Uh, you use this with um, the uh, Opsilus. What? The Opsilus. The Ozolith. Ozolith. Oh, Ozolith. The artifact that keeps 1-1 one, one counters. Yep. That would, there you go. Ooh, that'd be some nice interaction. Yep. So you just keep each just upkeep. Per, you just yep. sack it, deal damage, and just oh get bigger every single God. turn. Oh, God. It's really good. You are truly a devilish mastermind. I'm a red player. What do you expect? You are a devilish mastermind. It's almost like you're a blue. But I'm not. <laughs> I let you play spells. I just kill you. I want to see you make a Minston Boo uh, Oathbreaker deck now, Danny. I Honestly, I was thinking about Ooh. that. That'd be fun because I have a Samut deck that does basically the same thing. And you just put Miskin Boo in there. Yep. As instead of Samut. And you just fucking that'd start fucking flinging stance. a little hamster. Hamster bombs. Call it your hamster. Emrakul has no chance. <laughs> <laughs> fucking 15 squirrels. <laughs> I don't need 15 us. friends. I can do it myself. That's the name of this episode. <laughs> all, all I see is an army of squirrels, and then you just see Boo coming in from the back. We got a friend. Out of the way, bitches. No, 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 I'll no. take care of this myself. Do you remember that meme format where it's like you got like a big buff guy standing behind uh, a scrawny guy, and then there's like a bigger buffer guy behind the big buff guy, and yep. then there's one that has like a spiked club as a cock and shit, and that's what Boo's going to be. <laughs> I'm going to edit this. I'm going to post it, and it's going to be a boo. It's going to start off as just like uh, it's going to be – what are we starting? What's the what's the meme before the squirrel? Because the second one's going to be the squirrel, and then it's going to be the hamster. What's going to be before the squirrel? I don't know. We'll figure that out later. Okay. We'll figure Analyze. it out later. But hamsters have a big studded cock. You're damn fucking straight, sir. Anyway, picking up a le- – <laughs> picking up a le- Commander Legends Battle of Bulgar's Gate bundle will net you an alternative art version of Wand of Wanderer. Hey, I we was, talked about this. I heard. I was looking before. at this card earlier and this card is solid no matter what it, no matter what happens. Agreed. So it's a 1-3. It's a red 3, sorry, artifact. So you tap 4, tap it, roll a d20. Each opponent exiles cards from the top of their library until they exile an instant or sorcery card, then shuffles the rest of their into their library. You may cast an X or up to X instant and or sorcery spells from among them exiled this way without paying their mana cost. So, 1 through 9, X is 1. 10 through 9, 19, X is 2. 20, X is 3. This is like Chef's Kiss commander card. I fucking love this no, thing. No, Chef's Kiss is already a card. So, yes, it's already a thing. my but. question with us reading this earlier, it does not say until end of turn. Does that mean they stay exiled and you can play them whenever? Um, if I'm not mistaken, I think this is going to be a, uh, a same kind of thing. Like when they get exiled with Wand of Wonder, 
Like if you activate it once and yep. it uh, they get stamped as like Wand of Wonder 1 yep. and stuff. It gets blown up, but you're able to bring it back, exile again, and it's like Wand of Wonder 2. Those are two separate ones. You can't get the Wand of Wonder 1s. Uh, but if it's like, if Wand of Wonder is gone, you're not going to be able to cast them. Well, because Yeah, I, I, I understand if, if you don't have Wand of Wonder on the battlefield, you can't cast them. But my question is, those you exiled the first time, can you still cast them whenever? Yes. As long act- as it's still out there, even though if you've yeah. tapped and sacked or exiled multiple times. Because it's uh because it's a May, you may cast up to X. So it's like you just pay four, exile the cards from the top of their library, and just like, I'm gonna hold on until I get more stuff. And then it's just like Kay. you wait two turns and you could just like do it all at once. And it's like now I got the the amount. And it's like it doesn't have to be one from each opponent. It could be like if, yep, if Big just- G just had all three instances that you want. Yep. Yeah, you can just cast all of them at the same time if yep, you want. If you get like X2 or 1 or 3 from. But yeah, I was just like, hey, it doesn't say until end of turn. So is it just a. As long as it's out there? Yes. So people create copies of this artifact. And the cool thing is, is you got ways to like reduce the cost of this card. Like you can have Zerta d- the Dawn Waker or whatever to mm-hmm. reduce the activated cost by 2. And that's in, in its color scheme as well. And then um, if you go into uh, blue, blue, red which is really good for artifacts. You have Grand Architect mm-hmm. to help like tap a blue creature pay for an activated uh, activated ability of an artifact and stuff. So it's like there's ways to make that four mana, not four mana. Yep. And uh, picking up a full draft set, a draft set or collector booster display of Commander Legends Battle of Bulgar's Gate from your loyal game store while supplies last. You can net you a buy a box promo version of elder brain i'm pretty sure we talked about this uh saturday we did we did yep about a card that he doesn't do ever yeah he doesn't want to do like tentacle born from my understanding he didn't directly say that but he connected the dots didn't, he didn't want to do a risque version there we go there. of an art card there yep. we go so so, Elder Brain is Black Black 5 Menace. When Elder Brain attacks a player, exile all cards from the player's hand. Then they draw that many cards. You may play lands and cast spells from among the exiled cards for as long as they remain exiled. If, if you cast a spell this way, you may spend mana as though for any mana of any color to cast it. It's a 6-6. Six, six. This is an attack trigger, and I want this in my Nekusar deck because it makes them draw that many cards. They drop. Dude, this is gonna go in um Sand Triplets? No. Lily. What's in the what's the new attack trigger one? Oh, Ishin. Ishin, there we go. Yeah, this oh, is gonna go in so many Ishin shit. That's a good fucking call. Yeah, Ishin double triggers. Yep. Double attack triggers. So hold on to your Ishins, probably. Yeah, right. So we'll hit the gut we'll hit the ground running when magic returns to Faerun with Commander Legends Battle of the Baldur's Gate preview. Previews began May 16th with worldwide release planned for June 10th. So we'll see you there. Um, a few other things from this live stream. Blake announced there will be the return of Command Fest. Yay! More spell table. Wait, what else about Command Fest? And that's all we got. Oh, damn. <laughs> no other information, but we can expect some information to come with this Thursday's MTG Recycling Program. No, no. This Thursday's weekly MTG stream, which is going to well, be... Well, you didn't post that in there, so I just <laughs> we started, went off. We started Flippy Dot Drinky. Open Flippy Dot Drinky, <laughs> so I couldn't finish typing that. Give me some Alcoholic. Slack. 
That's besides the point. <laughs> hey, I'm not a quitter. Calm down. Anyways. So, so, so yeah, the uh, Thursday stream, we'll have information on organized play. <laughs> and we might be getting more information on Command Fests then. Hey, what do you want me to do with my recycling here? Throw it in the carpet. Just kidding. North American WPN Premium Stores Test Booster Recycling Program. Uh, in a continued effort to explore sustainable goals for our stores, we are now working with TerraCycle, a company dedicated to finding solutions to recycle typical non-recyclable items. To tick off, uh, kick off a Magic the Gathering Booster Wrapper Recycling Test, the test is only available to the North American WPN's premium stores at this time due to production timelines. All stores that achieve WPN premium before March 7th, 2022 will receive a booster-wrapped recycling bin or box. Sorry. So, how does re- booster recycling work? We are sending WPN's premium stores boxes that can be used to recycle Magic Booster wrappers, please be aware that no other material will be recycled in these boxes. Each store in North America will be sent one box at a time. Here is a preview of the box. Matt, show it on the screen. It looks like just a black box with Wizards of the Coast. It looks Jeez. like, ah, uh, was it Nessa? Maybe? I was kidding. I was kidding. Put it on the screen. I'm fucking like, losing my mind. <laughs> like, holy shit. I'm getting told what to do. What the fuck do I do? It looks like... It looks Follow like, directions, damn it. It looks like a red-headed female walking into the woods. It says, recycle booster packs, wrappers. No other materials on the side recycling logo. Um, but yeah, it's just a... looks like a cupboard box that you just... You can play, I guess, rip, flip, drink. Open, and just, open, flippy, drinky. There we go. Open, flippy, dot, drinky. Jesus, guys. And, I forgot and, the and, and, and keep the wrappers and take them to your store. Yep. Rather yeah. than throw them in the garbage. Fuck yeah. Yep. It's awesome. Um, we expect to begin shipping the boxes in late March once you've filled yours with booster wrappers, and you won't have to pay for shipping them back. So we send it to TerraCycle using the prepaid label that arrives affixed to the box. So what is TerraCycle? Terra TerraCycle focuses on reducing waste worldwide in 21 countries. They explore ways to recycle and copy typical non-recyclable items through national recycling, recycling pro- platforms. Many companies work with TerraCycle to take hard to cycle. What the fuck, <laughs> Matt? Keep going, Dan. So, many companies work with TerraCycle to take hard to recycle materials such as ocean plastic and turn them into new products. TerraCycle has averted millions of pounds of valuable resources from landfills all over the world, taking Matt's job away from him. If you want to continue to explore TerraCycle services, or if you store his... Can we take a quick moment? <laughs> How do you feel that your job might be lost now because of this due to a Watsy decision? He's fine. Yeah, okay. I was going to say, if we're going to be honest, it ain't, it's not that big of <laughs> an just, impact. Just came to my head. It's like, I'm going to insert this here. Fucking uh, Danny gets the jokes. Yeah, he does. Keep going with the jokes, Danny. So if You've you been want, to Marge. If you want to continue to explore TerraCycle services, or if your store is not WPM Premium, you can use their trading card packaging zero waste box. Tips for using your TerraCycle box. It's important to talk with the LGS community about what can and cannot be recycled in these boxes. Considering using additional signage to ensure only booster or promo pack wrappers are recycled in the box. We recommend putting them in a visual, visual, visual 
visible. There we go, not visual. Visible. Placed in your store without obstructing vi- Wow. Obstructing vital walkways. Placing them with additional signage in your play space, for example, will help s- signal players where to toss their booster wrappers when they're done drafting. Your terror cycle booster wrapper box can hold thousands of booster wrappers, and we hope that you and your community can find it helpful in being more sustainable. If you want to drink a game, count how many times I say wrapper or box, and you'll be drunk by the time I finish this. <laughs> uh, your terror cycle booster wrapper box can hold thousands. Well, that was the same one. Anyway. Wizards of the Coast is proud to partner with TerraCycle to offer this opportunity to our WPN premium retailers in North America. If you will be in touch with stores participating in this test to gather feedback and continue exploring sustainable efforts. Start your WPN premium application today. Give your store the opportunity to make the part or take part in the future special initiatives. Matt Page rolls on the left. Sorry, I'm getting him to add me to the other social media he hasn't added me to. Or at least the one that I can have access to. Facebook? Yep. Dun, dun, dun. So what do, you th- what do you think of this recycling program there, Danny? That's going to lose his job. I don't know. It's like, we'll it'd be back. great. It's been great for uh, like pre-release. Well, and that's that's Nights. what I was thinking about too. Because I like, remember at Paradox, we'd, like, we'd years ago when you do what I used to throw them in the center. Well, Until you were done. <clears throat> you throw them in the center, but by the time you finish your box and everyone else finished your box, there'd be like 14 trash cans full of wrappers. Yeah, so this will be really cool. And they are a WPN premium store, so they'll get one right away. Maybe J-Dubs will meet the, the deadline there, mark. Yep. Um, but that'll be really cool. I definitely dig the idea of Watsy making an effort to go, hey, you know, we want to protect the cars that you're going to spend a lot of money to get. Mm-hmm which means keeping the packaging the same versus going to a recyclable material that will dissolve easily, but that means the cards inside might be damaged. Right. So they're finding a way to try to recycle those things that are protecting our investment as customers. Yep. And not massing the pitchforks and torches going, God damn it, these recyclable packagings. I definitely hope that uh, people will catch on like with recycling the booster wrappers and stuff like well and like i think about that too whenever i open packs and shit at home i i put all my like i think i throw like when um for instance our set boosters like i'll throw these in where i throw my packs wrappers but now i won't for the strict purpose of okay cool if i'm gonna go recycle the packs i can't put anything else in there so that'll be really cool but that's the thing that extra card is more recyclable than the actual wrapper itself. It is, but when they're talking about nothing else can be put in there other than the package. Oh, I get that. So, so, so what what I'm saying is like now I'll I'll separate them a little yeah. bit more because I open packs more at my house than I do at oh, yeah. a game shop nowadays. But yeah, I guess that's a real another question. It's like how many people are going to be bringing in their wrappers then just for this? But like I said, I think this is me good for the pre-release oh 100 yeah. nice. pre-releases are and maybe gonna... that's when they put it out the most while they're just testing things out is that, okay cool pre-release yeah. here we go and but, see how fast they get filled up right so, streets of new capenna is going to be the first uh test run with this be. so so we do have a video from gavin verhey featuring ronnie regenberg 
um, where Ronnie just goes all over, I guess, what Terror Cycle is. We'll post that in the links. Yeah. Uh, Ronnie Ruggenberg is like their Wizards of the Coast s- sustainability advisor position or whatever. Like she, she's the one that works on like making the packaging and stuff like more environmentally conscious. It was a good video to watch. It came out like a few months ago. Highly recommended. It. It's like 10, 15 minute interview. Gavin Barry does great uh, interviews in the chat with that. So. Well, and I know we talked about this one too, as far as the repurposing the packaging, like secret layer stuff. I really dig that. It's not this big honking box for five cards, but at the same time, I miss those big honking boxes. Right. <laughs> because, I mean, I found I ended up getting rid of a lot of mine, but I kept a couple that were, you know, I really like, I specifically bought that one, like the Zendikar one. I kept one of those. But, I mean, those say it right on the side, whereas the new ones, I mean, they don't say anything on the side. They say it on the outside packaging, so the stuff that it's wrapped in, but I don't know. I I now I can use these small boxes to ship things out to Christian eventually. <laughs> <laughs> Repurposing, it's recycling. Yep. Recycle, re- reduce, reuse, recycle is but the I mean, order. The, like so the big ones too. I I think I kept one specifically for bringing trades in. Like so it's like, okay, cool, that's going to go on the trade thing and maybe I'd only have a few cards here and there. So then it's just, okay, let's put a few in, view in, few in, few in. So I knew where my trades were. So, I don't know. It's all really cool. I'm glad that they're finding different ways to do things too, especially with things that aren't. Really recyclable. Super recyclable. Yep. Yeah. So. There's going to be burnt in some sort well, of and, and it even says on the side, not recyclable. So, yeah. I mean, cool. Are they going to repack packs? I'm sure they'll find a way to break those down so that way they can be recyclable but still be this material maybe there's well, gotta, there's gotta be a way i don't we, think they can get back to that same material i don't know we can look into it and let you guys know the science another, behind it another episode this this week in recycling this weekend matt loses his job yeah i'm not losing that's something in the recycle business he's in the garbage business yes i know that's why i'm saying he'll lose his job because if they find ways to get reduce garbage and recycle he'll have to become a recycling man if we're going to be honest, too many people just want to throw shit away. They don't want to recycle. Because <laughs> so. people are fat and lazy. <laughs> on, on a lighter note. On a lighter note. Is it really lighter? We'll see. A different note. We'll go different. Anyway, go on. Do you want to read the article or do you want me to read the article? You go ahead and read the article. You can ask me any questions I want. You haven't read any of the news really yet. I other haven't. Other than the this, very first one. I know. This was intense for, for, for me. So, as of yesterday, last night... Reuters posted an article that is titled Exclusive Hasbro Snubs Alta Fox Board Nominee Offer in Settlement Talks. So I know we talked about like coming up with more updates when they uh, get announced with the Alta Fox situation. Quick reminder, Alta Fox is this 2.5% shareholder hedge fund of Hasbro stocks that wants to split Wizards of the Coast from Hasbro because they believe Hasbro is not Alec is not like taking good care of Wizards of the Coast. They're taking they, they they say that Hasbro is taking money from what Wizards pulls in and using it elsewhere in their other uh, IPs and stuff like Peppa Pig, their E1 Entertainment, and all this other stuff. Fun fact: I recently found out that Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark movie that came out like two years ago in 2019. Yeah, that was done by E1 Entertainment. Are you serious? Serious? Kick ass! Yeah. All right. Anyway. 
So I'll just, uh, it's a short article. This is from Reuters, uh, written by, oh, geez, I am, I am so sorry about this. Savi uh, Herbist Bayless. I definitely pronounced that wrong, and I am so it's sorry about Seva. that. Probably Seva. Seva. I'm so sorry about that, Seva. I'm just saying, I think it's Seva. Anyway. Hasbro Inc. has turned down a settlement offer from Alta Fox Capital Management LLC to have only one of its nominees add to the U.S. Toymakers Board of Directors, making a shareholder vote over the dispute likely, people familiar with the matter say, on Sunday, Sunday as of the 27th. So two sides have been discussing how to avert a proxy contest after Alta Fox, a hedge fund that holds 2.5 stake in Hasbro, nominated five directors to the company's 11-member board last month. We talked about it on... I don't know, episode, about a month ago. Yeah, episode 127, I would say. I think it was on there. So looking at uh, a few episodes back. Alta Fox had privately indicated to Hasbro, the maker of Dungeons & Dragons and Play-Doh, that it would settle for two new directors as long as one of them is one of the five Alta Fox nominees. And a little side note with that, one of the biggest things with those nominees is one was a magic player, John Finkel who also works in the investment side but had no like stake in Hasbro or Alta Fox. They just like nominated them, nominated him, and he was perfectly fine with it. They did the whole uh, Free Wizards website that they have. Yep. I'll make sure to link those down below if you want to catch up on that. So uh, as long as one of them is one of the five Alta Fox nominees and a board committee focused on capital allocation, the sources said. Hasbro, however, has rejected giving any of the Alta Fox nominees a board seat, the sources added. The Pawtucket, the Pawtucket, Rhode Island-based company has indicated to Alta Fox that it believes it can replenish its boards with directors of a higher caliber and more relevant experience than Alta Fox nominees, the sources added. It is still possible that the two sides reach a compromise before Hasbro's annual shareholder meeting where shareholders will vote on the board's composition, the source said. That meeting is expected to take place in the spring, so sometime in the next few months here. The source requested anonymity to discuss confidential negotiations between the two sides. Hasbro said in the statement, it is committed to engaging with all shareholders and has multiple conversation and has held multiple conversations with Alta Fox to listen to its views and quote attempt to come to a resolution of this campaign unquote which is the free wizards campaign that Alta Fox is doing uh, quote we are disappointed the board refuses to listen to its shareholders and appear more interested in forcing a contest than agreeing to a reasonable settlement that investors would support said an Alta Fox representative AltaFox, a firm founded four years ago by hedge fund veteran Connor Haley, has called on Hasbro to consider spinning off its prominent Wizards of the Coast unit to boost its lagging share prices. The unit, which publishes Dungeons & Dragons and Magic the Gathering, saw its revenue grow 42% in 2021, according to Hasbro. The investment firm argued Hasbro's quote-unquote ineffective brand blueprint strategy included quote-unquote ill-advised acquisitions like the 2019 purchase of entertainment one for 4.6 billion dollars is holding it back and that its share price could surge to 200 dollars a share in the next three years with quote-unquote corrective action hasbro shares closed at 84 
uh, $84.88 on Friday after hitting their lowest level in the last 52 weeks on Thursday, and they are down more than 10% over the past five years. AltaFox had said that it supports Chris Cox, who took over Hasbro's CEO position last month after lending the Wizards of the Coast unit leading, leading. after leading the Wizards of the Coast unit, but uh, that he should be surrounded by a quote-unquote meaningful, refreshed board. Hasbro has said that it is it has a highly qualified, independent, experienced, and engaged board. So I just find it funny that a person who has, okay, a company that has 2.5% of stake of Hasbro. To put that in money value real quick, uh, it was like just shy of $300 million, which I, is 2.5%. I, I get that. Right, right. I just want for context for our listeners to know like the amount of money that 2.5% <clears throat> of Hasbro share has. Yep. Almost 300 million fucking dollars. I get that. So out of 100 votes, they get two and a half. Just to put it in yep, to simple terms. To come to a company that you only have two votes in their corporate, two and a half votes into their corporation to tell them to do something that you think should be done. Yeah, okay. It's it just goes back to like growing up in small town Minnesota where you have the tri co ops or co ops. Like all the farmers get together and they vote on what they're gonna do this next year. Yeah. But that's on a smaller scale. But it's like I don't know, maybe one, one person, oh you gotta do this or we're not happy. It's like, okay, well you have ninety nine other people that could think otherwise. But at the same time, maybe their thought process, too, even though they have a smaller percentage, is sitting here going, hey, if we start making a big enough campaign about this, maybe we can get some traction behind us and sway votes. Yeah. I mean, that's so, what that's what AltaFox is trying to do. They're trying to like, sway the votes. It's a, exactly what they're trying to do. And I think with them being, you know, they're, 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 they're trying a to s- larger hedge fund, and it's veteran-owned. So, I mean, they've got a few things working for them. Like, we're I a hedge fund. Say, I think when we're they say- new. When they, say, owned. when they say veteran owned, I think they mean veteran uh, stockholder, like veteran oh, Wall Street. Yeah, I read that wrong. Yeah, yeah the guy, no, the like, guy who mind. founded him was a veteran hedge funder. Yep, there we go. Never mind. I would, I took that out of context. So for a it's yeah, just to clarify that it's like it's a hedge funder trying to go a different avenue than what he was before. But I mean, too. I mean, it's one of those things that like he knows what he's doing. I get it, but yeah. it's still. Like I'm not saying that they're sure not. I'm not saying it. they're not wrong, but I'm just. I just find it funny that a shareholder who owns 2.5 percent of the shares is, hey Hasbro, you're the owner of this, but you're doing it wrong. But at the same time, you know, if not now that I have the terminology and the context correct, maybe this guy has a point, because if he is a hedge fund veteran and looking at stocks and investments and everything is one of his fortes. True. Maybe he has an idea of what is working and isn't working. Yep. So, and and then to rebuttal my last statement, I find it funny that Hasbro also said that the five execs or the five appointees had no experience of any of this, even though they had a did. former pro player. Well, and then who too, knows magic? And I think looking at it when we talked about the the free the wizard campaign or free wizards campaign. Looking at four of them, I mean, I'm pretty sure four of them had corporate experience as far as being on board of directors. And then, yeah, they had the added benefit of one of the four or one of the five being a, former a pro, pro magic player. Yep. I don't so, know. 
honestly, if we're just, if we're looking at the fact that if they just because they got like John Finkel as one of the five nominees that they wanted on the Hasbro board, it's like what is that more than just like a puppet fucking position? You know, it's, it's like, I mean, that's the thing. Well, that's, that's, that that's I'm, I'm a very, I'm very cynical on the fact of having like a hedge fund company coming in and being like, yes, we want to improve the, no, they want to fucking make money and shit. They're yeah. looking at what Hasbro has done. The numbers that they have shown, like a, a 42% revenue increase in 2021 alone, they see those numbers and they're like, yeah. Yeah, we can make a shit ton of money off of that. And what something like that is going to do is we're going to be seeing more secret layers. We're going to be seeing more fucking mythic editions on arena of like wild card purchases for fifty but, fucking dollars and shit like that. Because they're just looking at the bottom line. Like, I, I mean, at some point maybe it will be beneficial to uh, looking at like improving the 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 game health in general. Of where it's like, okay, now we're going to have these talks on like doing a different like OP system. But with what Wizards of the Coast is doing right now, waiting on this Thursday, what's coming with OP, what's coming with future products and all this stuff. Like, I don't know what a hedge fund is going to do except for like milk players for more money. And I don't think it's it's not going to be the end of Wizards if like this hedge fund if Alta Fox decides it was is able to like sway the shareholders to where it's like okay sell Wizards of the Coast off of Hasbro have it own Wizards of the Coast uh we talked about this before on that episode is like Wizards of the Coast was his own company it was a private company yeah. back in like 90 uh it was back in 95 96 before it was bought by Hasbro yep. like late 90s and stuff is when it was bought but it was, it was a and, it, and it was strictly before, bought so. because um they looked at Dungeons and Dragons, and at that point, they still had Pokemon. Wizards of the Coast did. Um, Wizards of the Coast was making uh, printing Pokemon cards. Garfield, there we go. Sorry, uh, I was thinking oh, Richard Garfield. Richard Garfield. So I was thinking about that because I, I can't remember which podcast I was listening to here for that brought this up. That he made this. He had this awesome idea for as of Magic Gathering, but he had other interests that were mm-hmm. making more money and everything. And he's like. Hey, here's the thing. I can, you know, I have access to art. I have things like this. I don't think I can take it where this could go. So then that's when he sold it to Hasbro. But the thing that's because so the last bit of the article where it's talking about the price of where stocks are now and how it's down more than 10% over the last five years. I, I just, because for those of you who listen, we've talked about it multiple times that. I own stocks in Hasbro. Yeah, Garrett is a shareholder. I am. Not, not to the point of AltaFox, but no. still a shareholder. I'm slowly going up, and now there's a campaign on our Discord to make me the next um, majority stockholder. Fucking and rights. I appreciate all all donations. I will link my Venmo so you can make this a dream. Hashtag get well, Garrett. <laughs> <laughs> Bringing it back. <laughs> um, so I looked up, uh, because the app I use for my stocks and everything, I can pull up five years of trading and look at pricing. So, and the reason I thought about this is because when I bought it, I bought it really cheap. Mm-hmm. Like I bought Hasbro stock when it was about 48 bucks, mm-hmm. which yes, is definitely down way more than 10% in the yeah. last five years because the high point was about $126 and that was middle of 2019. Okay. Roughly. And then you see the ultimate drop at the beginning of 2020, so yep. when COVID and everything yep. started. But then when you're looking at the numbers and everything too, it's like, okay, cool. Yes, you're not wrong. 
from the absolute high, it is down more than 10% over the last five years. The absolute high being about $126. And yes, it is down to like $83 a, sh- a share right now. Mm-hmm. Yep. But look where, where it started, like when people like me bought stocks at you doubled your money. Sub, yep. sub 50 bucks. I've doubled my money already. Mm-hmm. And since then, I've bought more stock of it too on one of the last big dips that it had. Yep. When it went down to about what it is now. So it's just, it's sitting there, one of those things. It's like they're using some, they're using, they're using accurate data, but they're not including the full picture. Well, that's, that's, too. that's typical marketing and oh, stock. Oh, yeah. They're trying, to, they're trying to figure things out so that way it benefits them the most. So that way they can get as much traction and get sway as many votes as they, they can. They want to have their friends in there to do their bidding. It's just like every other public, sh- publicly owned company that has shareholder like representative representatives is like hey let's put our bunny on the on the community yeah. so we get our interests done for and i mean that's for us thing. for free that's going to be the thing too is it's like politics in in the hypothetical world elt fox gets what they want and they Wizard. get they get one of two things they get people on the board of hasbro or they get hasbro going you know what Let's let Wizards of the Coast go off on its own thing. In this, I'm strictly saying the yeah, hypotheticals. Don't shake, don't shake your head of where it's the ladder that they <laughs> yeah. get. Yeah. How is that going to affect stock prices to begin with for Wizards of the Coast as its own company? Drop. I, yeah, I was about to say, I think something like that people Has, are going to Hasbro's very... Hasbro's going to drop because sure. one of its biggest things Wizards is now will drop off on too. its own. But Wiz- here's Wizards would pick up Wizard, because people can look at Wizard those numbers. Wizards would start off. So it what would the entry into the into the stock market game be for Wizards of the Coast as a company? If Elsa Fox, they, they've been throwing numbers projecting that they can have the shares be at two hundred dollars and stuff. At, like I feel at, like, but what is it going to start at? Because it, it's yeah. not going to start all the way up right. there. Like they're going to start like you know maybe like a hundred and like yeah. or a hundred and ten to say that way they can like we've almost doubled the money that we said that we were going to do, and then they get to their targeted two hundred dollars that they said that what Hasbro could be worth a share, but that's not even like taken in like the market cap of what uh, it would be like put on the market for of how many shares that they would be able to uh, yeah. uh, distribute. And that that's that brings up another thing. It's like, so what does Alpha Fox have to um, promote or not? Uh, what is their way of promoting or getting wizards to be better? Like, what do they have for resources to... Flashy websites and cool words. <laughs> to actually produce cards and well, everything. They would take everything that, like, what Watsi has currently for all of their, their printing and stuff. And it's like, what they... Th- this is, like, one of those things. So, how are they making positive. it better? that's one of the things it's like they're gonna like what Elta Fox says is like they'll take it and they'll improve it so like people are like oh my god they're gonna improve the curling quality of foils and stuff no and stuff and it's like will they though like if Wizards is doing it in this degree to where it's like you know the cheapest material so that way they can like make the most amount of money and stuff why would Elta Fox be like let's invest more to make these foils better to put more money into these packs for people to buy when it's like the amount of money that they want to be putting into something would probably be arena where it's just like more instantaneous money. That's like a direct fucking lifeblood feed. Yep. Like they're just injecting. They're taking the blood from their fucking people, it's just injecting it into their. The their least cost, most money generating exactly. product is Arena. And, and that's where like the cynic in me is like an Elta Fox takeover would not necessarily It'd kill be magic. 
I don't think it would kill magic. I think it, magic it, is too big of a bull I know, to take I, down. It would. It would. It would. Maybe it would be almost like. Um, well, fine. It won't kill magic. It'll kill standard because it'd be too expensive to get into. Yeah, but at the same time, maybe it would just be some something similar to what like Mirrodin did, as far as gameplay. But it'll be on a different side of things where, it might not kill it, but it'll have a lot of people drop off, type of a thing. But who knows? I don't know. I think right now we're. As much as we like to play in spe- skeptical land, maybe we should go back to the hard facts. Talk about some stocks for some cards, some real Ooh. stocks, stocks that we care about at the current that everyone cares about at the current moment in time. So with, hard prices. With that, we now move over to the conjured currency section where we cover finances of notable cards that are moving up in price trends or down. Main resource that we use for this is the amazing mtgstocks.com who comes out with a weekly winner's articles that talks about three to five cards moving up and three to five cards that are moving down in price. The weekly winner's article drops on Friday. We record on Monday. So if there's any price discrepancies between then and now, we will let you know. So let's jump on into this. So this week's is a lot of the cards are primarily primarily driven by legacy. First card we have is Mana Bond. For a single green, you get an enchantment that reads, at the beginning of your end step, you may reveal your hand and put all land cards from it onto the battlefield. If you do, discard your hand. This has only been printed once in Exodus. Uh, Mana Bond, being an old card, is not on the reserve list. But this card has jumped up 276% as of Friday and is now chilling around $26.61. But as of today, you got a market price of $13.30 with an average price of around $24.82. European average is €5.43. This card has been moving up in price due to, as I mentioned before, legacy you're seeing it in a lot of legacy lands lists and uh one of the new new up-and-coming ones is a mulch list and winding way it's called eight mulch uh the name of the deck comes from the fact that the deck plays two different copies of an effect of like mulch which is green one sorcery reveal the top four cards of your library put all lands reveal this way into your hand the rest into your graveyard and winding way choose creature or land reveal the top four cards put all other cards of the chosen type into your hand or the rest into your graveyard so these two mana cards just like put these lands into your hand and then you dump them out onto the battlefield and you're able to like trigger awesome things like field of the dead and then you get more lands back with life from the loam and you got different lands and stuff like it's just a straight up land strategy uh, the, the deck list that they have here, you got a single Uro, Titan of Nature's Wrath, which is banned in almost fucking everything and stuff. But then it's like Winding Ways, Life of the Looms, and Mulches. And then you got Mana Bond, Explorations. You're just putting these lands down to get all this value from uh, Field of the Dead. And that's moving up in price because it's like doing really well in Legacy right now. Legacy still moves prices, man. Legacy still moves prices. Next up in the weekly winners, we have Humility. Classic card from Tempest and only printed in Tempest and is on the reserve list. This card that reads White White 2 Enchantment. All creatures loses all abilities and are 1-1s. This card has jumped up 83%, now chilling at $99.99 as of Friday. But today, Monday... Market price, you can still find people selling them for around online at $69, nice, and the average price is still $99.99. People are still trying to to, uh, push this for about $100. 
European average around 45 euros. Okay, so it's an enchantment. I don't know if I clarified that. So letting that be known, I will give everybody one guess why this is moving up. Does it have anything to do with Neon Dynasty? It has a lot of stuff to do with Neon Dynasty and stuff. So humility and being an enchantment is being really popular due to all the enchantment synergies that are coming out. And one of the coolest things that has happened, I mean, not has happened, that has been with humility for the longest time. I've been clapped by humility and Opal Essence bullshit and stuff where it just like locks you out of the game uh, with that. But they have uh, a, a little bit of an in-depth uh, layering change because humility causes so many like rules questions because all creatures lose their abilities. It, like everything happens on like what layer was this? When was this played and shit? And if that shit like <clears throat> fancies your interest, seriously, check out the weekly winners article. It goes into like a good solid paragraph of talking about the layers and stuff. So that is doing very well because of enchantments and stuff. Next we have reconnaissance single white enchantment that reads pay zero remove target attacking creature you control from combat and untap it it's a card that has been printed in exodus it is not on the reserve list so it has not been printed ever since exodus and this card has uh, as of friday jumped up 38 percent, and it was at 17 dollars 99 cents but as of today monday market price is 17 dollars 91 cents average price of around almost 24 european average of about 550 this card, again, being an enchantment, is super nice. Uh, removing an attacking creature from combat, Ishin, Two Heavens is One, and Light Paws, both being uh, recent enchantments, attacky strategies that have been very big in the magic sphere, have caused this card to move up in price. So, yeah, you've you've missed out. I don't think you've missed out on Reconstance. Reconstance is a hard one. This this could definitely be seen in some sort of like secret lair reprint since it's not on the reserve list and it's a very powerful card. Well, and two, it's this card has seen some play before Ishin too. Oh so, yes, 100%. because of the nice ability of essentially you the way you can stack things is you know you can you can you can on combat triggers and yeah. Well, and then on damage you can still trigger it to remove it and untap it, essentially giving it pseudo-vigilance. It spiked up again in uh, the fall of 2018. And what was the set that came out in fall of 2018? Because 2019 was Throne of Eldraine. Was, was it War of Spark? Ixalan. No, War of Spark was Spring. I think it was Ixalan? Rivals? Big G is fucking fact-checking. That was four years ago. I'm looking up. He's looking up. He's doing all the Googling and the searching to, to see what set was coming out that made Reconnaissance jump up in price. Guilds of Ravnica came out in the fall. Guilds of Ravnica. Okay. Yeah, Guilds of... Um, but also the Spellslinger starter deck. Um, Masters 25. Yeah, so you had, a, you had quite a few things coming out that... Dominaria. Could okay. have. And also, like the summary was the first core set since Origins. Battle Bond. Ooh, that's probably more so what it was. Yeah. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. That's right. If it was around the same time as Battle Bond, then fucking... Well, Battle Bond came out in... In the summer, but it wouldn't have seen... It wouldn't yeah. have saw the spike until after release, so... Yeah. Mm, I could have saw the spike during the release, maybe. But yeah, the uh, Najila Blade Blossom Warrior combat-y deck and stuff. That's fine. Yeah, otherwise it was... Uh... Moving it from combat to protect. But I would say it wouldn't have, because this is an older card, so it wouldn't have seen... 
Ultimate Masters also was released. Wouldn't have seen all the cool interactions until after people went, holy shit. What about Reconnaissance? Yep. Fair. So that, There's definitely cards where it's like you don't realize what it does until after you get the new cards in hand and are able to test things and out. especially, too, if it has to have any form of Oracle texting. So because it, the initial reading on older text cards is, wait, what? And then you Oracle text it. Oh, son of a bitch, this makes sense. Yep. But there you have it. Those are the weekly winners for this week. I highly recommend reading the article talking about humility there. Uh, we don't have a lot of time, and so highly recommend it. Uh, Big G, give hey, us some of them cheap pickups We there. got some cheap pickups coming in. So the first one comes up. This is one of those identified by the MTG Stocks Premium Penny Stocks feature as a card that is bottomed out for a bit and now is starting to make an upward trend. And this one is Catilda. Don Hart Martyr, and it is at sitting at $1.83, and it is doing that slow trend up. Now, the next one, as far as a trending down, it is Cryptic Command. Those blue players, here you go. Get one of your blue spells. Woo! It's sitting at $16.61, and it's trending down. Burn the next card. Every copy in the world. I only agree with you because of our game with Matt. All right, so here we go. Bruvac, the Grand Eloquent, is at $17.99, slowly trending down. So for those of you who don't want to have friends, enjoy playing Mill, and you haven't picked up this card, go and pick it up. For those of you who hate Mill, still go pick up this card. (laughs) And burn it. And burn it. Either way. You will help out the market. Have you, have you seen that uh, Pokemon meme where someone went out and caught all the pincers in the world and then threw them in a in a in a in like a, a molting pit and stuff and kept to the one? And he's like, and then uh, he was like, "I have a legendary creature." I have a legendary. And someone was like, "Oh my god, that's a pincer! It's super rare!" And then it's just like, "Yes, I am aware." <laughs> <laughs> but. There are your cheap pickups for this week. Hey, Matt, just a real cool question for you. Uh, hypothetically, I'm looking to pick up any Bruvax so that way I can mass collect them and burn them and then have a rare card that nobody ever sees anymore. Because I burnt it. Because Danny burnt them all when I stole them. Um, is there some kind of resource I could use to like know when cards are maybe at their lowest point when I should buy them or even if I'm trying to sell cards? Maybe like at their highest point, so I know when to sell them. I think you're talking about the amazing site, tcgsniper.com. Oh my gosh, tcgsniper.com. What is that? They are a price tracking website where you enter in cards and a desired price which you want those cards to be at, whether it be moving up or moving down. You'll get notified of whenever you set a card at that uh, price, whether it be a text message, an email, or a Discord notification. Fun facts, if you can tell, we've done this maybe one too many <laughs> times. It's a really good site. If you go over, uh, if you go over and sign up, you you get a free account. Like just signing up, you get a free account. You get five cards and stuff that you can enter in. Like that's already like really good. If you're like looking at like high end cards that you're like, ah, oh, I want to be getting um, Urza the from Modern Horizons one and stuff. Like that's now like sixty dollars or whatever. And you're like, I want to be notified when it like drops to fifty. I feel feel like a fifty dollars I can I can jump in on something like that. And like TCG Sniper is really good at that because you just like create an account, you put in those five cards and stuff. But 
And if you go over and mention that the guys at This Week in MTG sent you, they will fucking, they will help you out and get you three months free of their plus program, which will give you 50 cards or 50 uh, items. Notifications. To, 50 notifications because it also allows you to track sealed product as well. So highly recommend them. Go check them out. We use them here and say that the guys over this week in MTG sent you. It's worth it's just worth saying that because it's three months free. And then at the end of that, you should be like, I don't want, I, I just want the five cards. But like saying that you got the three months free is still pretty good. I do not think you will be disappointed. Hell yeah. All right. Big G. Thought cast time? We're at two hours and 16 minutes. Oh, man. We're putting it off again, aren't we? We're putting it off again. Okay. I'm going to be really excited. It wasn't we, because of me. It kind of was. And <laughs> well, also, I'm going to be really also, So did you record the whole rip it? That was, uh, that was about 10 minutes, 15 minutes of that. Oh. So we're still at the two hours. Yeah. Even with my idea of doing Quicksilver version, we'll do it later. Perfect. We got we to gotta work on uh, pacing. You going on side tangents. I was just going to say pacing. I'm fine with that, too. AK Matt's side tangents. Yeah, pacing. So thank sure. you to all you legendary magic folk for making it to the end of episode 131 of This Week in MTG. Big shout out to our patrons who support us by giving us money and again putting in for awesome drawings of booster packs and magic cards. Go check that out if that interests you. We have playmats. Also, enter in for our uh, Kamigawa Neon Dynasty pre-release pack that was sponsored by Ultima Gaming in Detroit Lakes. Enter in. You get a chance to get a free $30 pre-release pack. Like All you have to do is click some links. Like us. I think we're cool enough to like. Hell yeah, I mean, yeah. He's got to buy his friends. Also, <laughs> also, we'd like to give a big thank you to our amazing sponsor, J-Dub Sports Cards and Gaming, for sponsoring us. And if you're looking for anything magic-related, go check them out. Now, do you guys have anything else you want to add to this? Open flippy.dream. Okay, I guess that's going to be a thing every week now. Hell yeah. Ryan, thank you. My liver's not going to take it. And with that magic, folk, we will catch you next time. See ya. Bye. Congratulations. You made it to the end of this week's episode of This Week in MTG. Your listenership means so much to us. Make sure to follow the podcast over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, or on the podcatcher of your choice. You can watch the live stream recording of the podcast every Monday night at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time over on YouTube and twitch.com slash thisweekinmtg. If you would like to get in touch with us, you can send us a message to our Facebook, Twitter, or send us an email at thisweekinmtg at gmail.com. For all these links and more, check out our link tree at linktr.ee slash thisweekinmtg. Thanks so much. Bottoms up, bitch. Thumbs up, bitch.